This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you're under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Sharing is Caring. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Sherry. And today we're going to talk about something which we experienced about a year ago. We'll explore the subject a bit and talk about what our experience was and what our thoughts are looking back. That's right. It's not the most mm, sexy topic, but today we are going to talk about what happens when you can't play. But first, let's have our catch up. Woohoo! So we've actually been really, really busy with Vanilla Life, which is why we haven't released a podcast for so long and why we've been so slack messaging people. Not slack, just slow. So we've been away on a couple holidays, which has been really nice. Been away on a couple trips, work trips. Also, you've started listening to a new podcast, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I started listening to uh, Two Bye Guys uh, a few weeks ago, actually. They're a new podcast. They came out about a month ago. Let me guess. It's... Two by guys who talk together. How do you know? How do you know? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but if you liked our bisexual episodes, uh, it's worth a listen. They're really well informed. They've got really in- well informed guests, so that's worth a- that's worth a listen. Also, you were off playing and all things fun because of your wrist, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, surgery on my wrist. It's only minor. It was nothing serious. I'm not going to die. But it's taken up a fair amount of my time while I've had to get it sorted, go for visits and run recovery and that sort of thing. And the worst part is I can't go to the gym. So I haven't been able to go to the gym for so long. And also we can't go to Rio's because you can't put it in the water. (laughs) And I really wanted to go to Rio's. Yeah, we had plans to go with friends and everything. And then we had to cancel. What else are you up to? We've spent quite a bit of time with Mew. Yes. Vanilla and non-vanilla. That's been quite cool seeing her in a non-sexy situations as well well she's always sexy so i guess it becomes (laughs) but she's a cool person yeah she's really fun to be with so we've been chatting about recording an episode with her so hopefully we'll get around to that in the very near future oh yeah i'm sure you all will love her voice oh she has an amazing voice an accent it'll be a nice mix of accents kiwi french and posh english triforce the triforce okay so what else uh vanilla friends came over and stayed for a week so that meant sneaky sex and not bringing people home yeah (laughs) Yeah, especially when we had a party outside and then we well could bring mew home what did (laughs) we did bring mew home but i couldn't cope with the idea of my friend uh seeing her in the morning oh that was awful i felt so bad (laughs) All of this has meant that we haven't really been that active, like I said. So this podcast is a bit late. Well, and we have a vanilla life. Is yeah. There? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have a normal a far life. too busy normal life. <laughs> and on the side, we have swinging. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's getting to the time in, of year when you try to make plans with people. And then you're like, okay, when am I free? When am I free? When am I free? How about January next year? <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have more to say next podcast. But at More the sexy moment, things to say. Yeah, more sexy things things i'm sure we will because i kind of want it so all right <laughs> anyway on to our main topic yes which as we said earlier 
is what happens when you can't play. Because life isn't all peachy all the time. Sometimes it isn't great. In fact, sometimes it's just downright shit. And it can get in the way of a whole lot of things. And playtime's no exception. Wow, what a positive note. <laughs> so yeah, this episode is like, life is shit. <laughs> I don't agree. I've, I feel like life is pretty amazing at the moment. But I guess Kiwi is not in the same, <laughs> same mood. <laughs> so why have we chosen this topic? Well, there was a period of time last year, during a couple months, where because of medical reasons, I couldn't have sex. Uh, I just, I won't go into the details. It wasn't sexual health related, but because of everything, it just meant I couldn't play during that period. The reason it just came up now is because I just had surgery on my wrist, and it doesn't mean I can't play or anything, but it means that I've had to change the way that I play a bit and be a bit more careful. It's a bit of an adjustment for a short time, so it seemed like an appropriate time to discuss it. Yeah, because we can't go to Rio's. <laughs> Something's on Sherry's uh, mind. Yeah, slightly. Looking back to my experience last year, it all came up and happened quite quickly, so we already had made plans during that period. So naturally the question came up, what do we do with these plans? Do we cancel them? Do we go along? If we go, what, what do we do when we're there? What do we say? What do we tell people? And before we talk in more depth, what exactly do you mean by can't play? Ooh, that's a good question. There are many reasons why you may not be able to play, from something as simple as, as a heavy or painful period to larger or longer-term reasons like surgery. It might be that you've developed a medical condition or undergoing treatment or even changes in life which make you more vulnerable to disease or injury or make sex uncomfortable or even painful. Like you just had an IUD put in and it's too painful for you to have sex until you have it taken out. I know someone who had an IUD put in and she just couldn't hand handle it. She had mm -hmm. to have it out after a few weeks. So during that time, she just couldn't have sex at all. That so that would be an example. Terrible. She had pain all the time. I don't think it was uh, fit up properly. So yeah, we're talking about reasons beyond not really being in the mood or not finding someone attractive or even beyond erectile dysfunction. So this topic is about when you actually cannot play. So for health or safety reasons that we just mentioned We mentioned physical health. How about mental health? Yeah, for sure. Mental health reasons are just as legitimate as physical reasons. So looping back to last year, when all this happened and we found out that we couldn't play, or Sherry couldn't play, we had three invites during the no play period. The, the no play period. <laughs> From memory, I think we had an invite to a private meet uh, with a couple whom we had played with before, an invite to a social at a bar on the other side of town, and an invite to a social followed by a hotel slash apartment party. It was an Airbnb party, actually. So our first reaction was that, well, it's an easy choice. I can't play, so let's cancel. It's not much of a decision, right? Yeah. But then we started talking a bit longer about it, and we talked about what it actually is in the lifestyle that we really enjoy. I mean, sure, the sex and the seduction is great, but... We enjoy the people we meet and making connections just as much, if not more, actually. In fact, it's really common for us to go to a social meet and greet and just hang out with people and chat to people and not end up playing that evening and sometimes not even play with the people that we meet there ever, even if we do keep messaging them and chat to them. Just being around open-minded, liberated, like-minded people and being able to talk freely, it's like such a relief. It's really one of the big points about why we love the lifestyle. 
Yeah, and also you mentioned the seduction, but I think seduction can still happen even if you can't play. You can flirt with people, you can, I don't know, be, be sexy without doing the sex. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. So the conversation quickly evolved from let's cancel everything to which ones should we actually go to and how should we make it work? So the first one we discussed was the private meet. So it was with a couple um, we had met before and had played with. And we had a lot of fun with them and there was a good sexual chemistry. And when talking about it, we realized that we kind of had to cancel the meet. Largely because we had already met with them and played with them before. So we really felt like there would be an expectation of, from them for us to play with them. And expectations are something which we really don't like and it's normally something which is a big turnoff for us that's like one of the big reasons why we meet people online so rarely is because of going into it we feel like there's so much pressure and expectations behind that but compounded with not being able to play we really didn't want to create an awkward situation so we cancelled two weeks in advance we sent them a message and told them the reason and let them know we said it'd be great to reschedule once we're back in tip-top condition and they were really understanding it was no problem I think because we are so transparent. And it's good that we cancelled that meet because we had played with them, as I said last time. And it was clearly a meet just to play. It was not really a social one. So I would have felt guilty for not being able to play and uh, like I was wasting their time and le letting them down. Yeah, I get I get why you'd feel that way. But like, neither of those things would be true. Like, if you had said up front that play is off the table and they still wanted to go ahead with the meet, then they should know full well that is purely a social meet. I mean, even the same is true if you can play, but you don't want to for any reason. Like, for example, a lot of people go on a social meet where play is completely off the table the first time they meet other couples or other people. If someone says no play, then there really shouldn't be any expectation of anything. And sure, people might change their mind or the evening might evolve that way, but it really is on the plate of the person who said no play or the people who said no play to then put it back on the table. Mm. Anything else is really pressuring them? I think a few times for me, I've gone in a situation thinking, no play for me tonight, and then ended up playing anyway. But is it something which you said to yourself, or is it something which you said up front? Oh, more something people? I said to myself. Mm. I think that's different. That's, that's more your views around what's going to happen, whereas mm. if you say it to someone, it's oh, being definitely. explicit and it's setting the expectations mm. and the boundaries. The boundaries for the evening mm. is no play. But I wonder if there's also something where, as a woman, we're kind of socialized to please. And I know a lot of women who've ended up having sex. I'm talking outside of the lifestyle as well. Mm. Having sex with a guy because it was kind of expected or because they felt that they had to. And maybe if, so, if it's something more on the female side than the male side, the fact that we would force is a strong word but we would kind of um, go a bit further than we would want because of the way we're used to having to deal with situations i'm not sure yeah quite possibly and i definitely there are a lot of situations in lifestyle that come up where you just coast along because it seems like the evening is going that direction and you get mm. pulled into it even if you're not 100 percent into it it's not quite to the level of taking one for the team because you might still be enjoying it but it's not what you wanted to do yeah this definitely happened to me in the past anyway as i was saying like if someone did take play off the table then definitely like they shouldn't be pressured at all that will just turn them off play or they'll force themselves into it not enjoy it and you won't see them again yeah that one was easy to deal with 
We were just honest. They respected that. And the interesting part was really working through it between us and being honest about what we wanted out of the meet and what was likely to happen. Yeah, luckily by this point in our swinging career, we developed the skills to talk about the possibilities directly rather than talking around it. It's easy to fall back on the cliches and say things like, oh, I'd have no expectations or we'll see how I feel as the evening goes. But that's like, it's great, good on you. But it's not really useful when you're trying to work out major things like, do you actually want to go ahead with this meet? You have to be quite explicit around Mm. what are the possibilities? What could happen? What do you want to happen? Is this something which we want to go ahead with? Yeah. And clearly naming the acts that you're willing to do or not do. Yeah. We're we're being very vanilla today. (laughs) Anyway, so it's not always easy to to be explicit in those discussions, especially if you're not in the mood at the time. Yeah, it's a fine balance between waiting until you're both in the mood to discuss it and making sure the conversation actually happens. Yeah. So moving on to our second event that was concerned by uh, this issue. Um, That one was a social at a bar in the city. And it was a much easier decision because there were no expectations of play of any sort. It was purely a meet and greet in a neutral environment. I think, was it? Yeah, it was a bar or a pub or one of these. Yeah, it was a cocktail bar with the dance floor downstairs. Oh, yeah. So we didn't know any of the people. So there was no history of play with them. And it would be easier that way to excuse ourselves at any point without being concerned about offending friends or anything like that. Yeah, who cares about them? But we ended up going and had a great time. So we care about them now. Yeah. So we ended up going and having a really great time. We had fun even though we didn't have any intentions of playing that night and we didn't feel like we were frauds or anything like that. And because there was no situations where play was a possibility, then there was no need for us to tell anyone that we couldn't play. Yeah. I still kissed a girl. You did? It was actually a possibility, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, We did get an invite. I think some of them were staying in a hotel nearby. So that was to go somewhere else and it was an easy invite to decline. So we declined it. (laughs) Um, But it turned out to be... uh, a nice night and a few cocktails, a bit of dancing. Well, for me anyway. No dancing for me. <laughs> you did a little bit. How about the third night? So the third and final time that we had lined up for this period, the NPP, was probably the most uh, difficult one to decide on. And that was the social followed by the hotel slash apartment slash Airbnb party. We really liked the couple who were organizing it. We chatted to them for a bit and we'd missed their first party. They were a good-looking couple. They were really friendly. They mm. really social. Yeah. So we really wanted to go along to it. We were really looking forward to it. Yeah, and we were struggling back and forth and couldn't decide whether we should just cancel or go, go and tell, go and not tell. What do we do? Yeah, so in the end, we texted them and said, we would love to go, but we can't play. So, you know, we probably will miss this one and we'll come to the next one. And they text back and said, no, no, you should come along. It'll be great to see you. There's no expectations to play. Even if you can't play, we'd still love to have you along for the social. And you know, you're welcome to come back to the hotel as mm. well. Yeah. So we went. And um, so the social event was um, in a cocktail bar in um, Sloan Square area, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Very, very posh and nice. Great cocktails. Yeah. It was fun. And I think one of the barmen was uh, French. Ah. Oh, bartender. Yes, I remember that. The bartender was French. and um, It was quite funny because there was quite a few people at that social and it started off just a few people trying to identify them, who's with the social, who's not, from around the room. Oh, do they have kick open? And then by probably an hour later, 
probably about half the bar was full of swingers. Yeah. Oh, I remember also just before we went to the, a nearby restaurant and we saw a couple sitting oh, yeah. at, at the other end. And from the way she was dressed, I was like, for sure they're coming to the meet after. <laughs> and I didn't get it wrong. They were, they were at the meet right after. Yeah, we saw them there. <laughs> <laughs> but then after the um, social went on for a while, I sort of went around and told everyone, oh, we're going back to our hotel apartment. Airbnb. I'm just going to say hotel from now on. We're going back to our hotel. It was more an Airbnb. We're going back to our Airbnb. Yes. I'll say Airbnb from now on. Thank you. you. Thank you. And invited us back. So most people came. A few people sort of said, oh, no, we'll go home. They just came for the social part of it. So we all walked around the corner. It wasn't far. Mm. And uh, there was a concierge in the building. And they went in and sort of chatted as concierge first and said, oh, we've got a couple of friends that are going to come up to our room. Is that fine? And the concierge said, oh, yeah, that's no problem. That's no problem. Probably thinking there was like three or four people, you know, nothing, nothing big. So they came out and then opened the door to let us all in. And then there must have been 20, 25 of us all piling in. You could see the look on the concierge's face like, oh, no, what have I agreed to? He didn't mind. He didn't say anything. And we weren't super loud. It wasn't oh, like yeah. a really noisy party. And it was a modern building, so it was quite soundproof. No, I think we were very respectful, actually. A lot of the women uh, removed their heels to go through the, um, the stairs and stuff. Yeah. Or elevator, or the common areas. So once we arrived in the flat, it started off quite social, people chatting, having a, a glass of bubbly. Yeah. And then didn't take long before it evolved into something quite sexy. Yeah, it? very quickly clothes started coming off, sexy lingerie went on. Mm. I love the women had very sexy lingerie. And also, there were a lot of single women at this meet. Yeah, there must have been almost a single woman per couple. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. Uh, anyway, so it became sexy, and that's where there was a bit of pressure for us to join in. Yeah, but it wasn't pressure from other people. I think oh, it, was it was pressure from us. Pressure from the environment we were in, mm. thinking that looks like so much fun. We really want to join in. And that would be the normal moment in other occasions where we, we would have joined in yeah but we were happy just to stand back and stay dressed and chat at mm -hmm. that time and we weren't the only people doing that there's still some other people just standing around and talking and socializing yeah. still yeah there were a few so it wasn't like we were the odd ones out mm -hmm. so that made it a bit easier yeah even though everyone else was having fun i we was having, having fun, fun. In a actually way. i was having fun in a way i think it was uh, vicariously yeah having fun I think it's a rare occasion where we're actually witnessing it without taking part. So there was something quite nice about watching the party develop and the interactions without being involved. I liked yeah. it. I'm just imagining a David Edinburgh Nature documentary. <laughs> but there was... Oh, we're not, we're not here to talk about it, but there was a, a woman who hadn't played before and... Not even had any kinky oh, yeah, sex her in her experience. life. Yeah, She got out of a long-term relationship. Yeah, a very conservative one where it was only missionary and nothing else. Yeah. So for her, it was a big, big step. That's. And it was really nice to see her discover it all and her face, like the look on her face was quite nice to, to watch how she was almost like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. People actually do these things? Yeah. This is real? Anyway, I didn't want to get all worked up by joining in slightly and then not be able to play. So I, I preferred to stay back the whole duration. 
yeah, so no like overclothed touching or even anything like that. Yeah, no kissing either. Mm. So I stay back in solidarity as well. How nice of you. I know, I'm a gentleman. Mm. But people invited us to watch, yeah. which we did happily. It was quite nice. And when people invited us to play, we said, sorry, we can't play tonight. We'd love to, but we can't. Yeah, most people were really accepting as soon as we said that, except mm. for that one woman. Yeah. There's one woman who was really pushing and she just really wanted to find out, oh, why can't you play? Why can't you play? So in the end, Sherry said, oh, I've got my period. Yeah, that, that was a crappy excuse because I would probably still have played during my period. So then she went on like about, oh, you can still play when you're on your period. That's no excuse. And she just like really wanted some sort of legitimate excuse why we wouldn't <laughs> play with her. Yeah, she made me feel guilty. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, when the party started to gr- progress more and people were mostly in lingerie and naked and having sex, I think we oh, felt like Oh, I think like it, was it was past the lingerie. Pr- yeah. Yeah, it was mostly naked at the point. Uh, yeah. Naked and having full bronze sex. <laughs> so that's when we decided, okay, we should probably say our goodbyes, let ourselves out, because we don't want to be the only people who are still dressed watching at this party. It sort of <laughs> would change the vibe of the room. We've the had our fun looking night. at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had our fun. We'll... We'll leave now. Yeah, and it was starting to get late anyway. Yeah. So we let ourselves out and we still had a great night. We got follow-up messages from people. We got an invite to the next party. So I feel like it was a successful night. Yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed it in the end. Just it's all about the atmosphere for us as well as the rest. But the atmosphere is very important. So I think we got a a full night of sexy atmosphere and sexy people and sexy conversations and then we got to witness some of the sex so sex 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 (laughs) but not just that sex 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 but no sex (laughs) Um, so based on our experience how should you tell people you can't play i i feel like it's really different from not wanting to play just because you can't play now doesn't actually mean that you're not attracted to the person or people and doesn't mean that you don't want to play in future so if you're attracted to someone just let them know I'd love to play with you but unfortunately I can't at the moment when I can play I'd love to meet up and be honest about how you're feeling in the end you are rejecting their offer so they'll probably have their guard up and that means that the ball's in your court to make it clear that you actually are attracted to them and you're into them yeah and also if you're the person who couldn't play it would be good for you to be the next one who suggests a meeting Because if you turn them down, they may be apprehensive to make another offer for fear of being rejected again. So just say, I can't play tonight, but how about we meet on that date or how about we go there on on that other date or whatever, you know? Just send a nice message following up at some point just to let them know that this isn't just a goodbye and never going to talk to you again. Yeah. I couldn't play, but you're very sexy. (laughs) so whether or not you tell people why you can't play it's really up to you and very much depends on the people you're with the reason why you can't play your attitude like so many different things and maybe very personal you don't want to share it 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 may it's really depending on you i mean i I wasn't feeling like saying why i couldn't play but some people might be very happy to say saying that you can't should be enough though uh, but some people are inherently curious. So be prepared for people to ask you your questions. And sometimes it's just easier to go with a fallback excuse. Like I've drunk too much tonight or I have my period 
or whatever you find could be um, a good excuse for you. Yeah. Although, like we said earlier, having a period isn't a reason not to play with. Yes, I know. For some people, it is though. So it it depends on the on the person, and also sometimes you might just feel very crap and unsexy and not in the mood because of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's an easy way just to say mm. love to, but not tonight, without getting into the whole discussion about it. In the yeah. end, you shouldn't really have to give a reason about not wanting to play, and like people shouldn't ask. There's always a risk that the people will think you're making up excuses, but that's just life and can't be helped. So if if you can't play and really like those people, make sure to reassure them. Um, because if you come across as being genuine, they should believe you and understand and then be willing to see you again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So the key takeaway, at least for me, because I end up talking without thinking and half the time I end up coming up with some sort of realization based on the things I've been saying is that even though it might seem like swinging is in essence about sex it's worth sitting down and working through what it actually means to you because for us ethical non-monogamy is about a whole lot more than what goes in the bedroom the people we meet the relationships we build and the experiences we share is is as much part of it as the sex yeah as I said earlier for me, the atmosphere, the sexy atmosphere, is really one of the things I prefer. We were able to still have a swinging experience just without the sex. And I would still count it as one of our experiences. Yeah. And we enjoyed it. And we're probably going to meet those people again. Hopefully. All right. Now on to our listener question. Our listener question for today is an interesting one. And we're going to talk about it just because I'd love to hear all of your opinions on it too. We got this email after our From Friend to Unicorn episode where we talked about our relationship with a friend progressing to a pants-off relationship. I've condensed the email down into a question because it was several paragraphs. So here goes. And now I have to read the question. Thank you very much. The question is, we have been getting closer to the daughter of one of our friends. The daughter is in her early 20s and the relationship has become more flirtatious. There is definite sexual tension between the three of us and we think she would be up for a threesome. What do you think about playing with a family member's or friend? Alright, so this sounds like a minefield, so tread carefully. At first, I wasn't going to include this as a listener question because we are in no way qualified to give you any advice about this, but it was far too interesting to leave out. Yes, also our advice is just advice. People should do what they want. But... The first question to ask yourself before making a decision is, how good are these friends? Because if they find out that you've been sleeping with their daughter, there is a good chance they won't be your friends much longer. (laughs) Um, They might feel betrayed, like you use them to get to their daughter. That that would depend on how much you've been uh, friends with them. But also there's a risk that you could damage the relationship between the parents and their daughter, which is worse. And itself, it might be a good enough reason not to? For us, whenever we consider potential playmates, we think about what the potential fallout is. What if everyone found out? How would they react? Like, what if the relationship turns sour? What could the impact be? So, for example, if your friends found out that you two had been sleeping with their daughter, would it cause your relationship with them to break down? And would they tell other people? Like, would you mind about any of that? Yeah, maybe actually... um they don't care that much. Uh, without knowing more about the situation and the relationship with these people, it's hard to deduce more. It sounds like the potential fallout could be huge, 
but um, it all depends on whether this friendship really matters, whether you think you'd be able to hide it from them forever. There's a lot of questions in this one. I would just advise to tread carefully. Yeah, I feel like you're playing with fire here and it's not just yourself who could burn. Oh, yeah. I still think it's up to the people. Um, and each relationship is different, so maybe they could get away with it. Maybe. Depends how secret they are about you. So thanks for submitting your listener question. It's been a while since we've answered one. If anyone else wants to submit a listener question or get in contact with us, we love hearing from you. So find us on Twitter. We're at Kiwi and Sherry, all one word. You can email us at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com. You can find our website, www.sharingiscaringpodcast.com. We're also on Fab Swingers and Spicy Match as Sharing is Caring Podcast. Spaces between the words on Fab and dashes on Spicy Match. Speaking of Spicy Match, if you haven't signed up, it's worth checking out. It's a really good website for meeting people and has plenty of useful features. Oh yeah, the holiday feature's great. We've spoken about that a few times, but you can enter where you're going and then arrange meets ahead of time. Mm. Also, they've got a monthly photo competition, so you can win cool prizes like free nights at Hedonism. So there's plenty of reasons to try out Spicy Match, especially because you can get three months for free if you use the code Sharing is Caring. Three months of premium, even. Yeah. Uh, why haven't we entered the photo competition? We have. Oh, okay. A couple times. All right, that's good. Why haven't we won the photo competition? <laughs> oh, we're just going to have to take more photos. So if you want to see photos of Sherry, <laughs> <laughs> go on Spicy Match as well. <laughs> anyway, as usual, a huge thanks to everyone who has left reviews and ratings. Reading them is really our reward for doing this podcast. It, it makes me so happy. So if you have a spare minute, please leave us a rating or review or both. And we love you forever. So once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Sharing is Caring. We'll make sure we arrange something more lighthearted and sexy for next episode. Sherry, take us away. And remember, sharing is caring. I kissed the girl. Looking back to my... I'll do it, I'll do it. We've swapped. Did I do, do yours? Oh, yeah. So the first one... <laughs> Sound like a lizard.